Welcome to Gen Z Deep Dive. I'm your host, Aaron Brown, and we want to welcome our guest, Jennifer Openshaw. Jennifer, first, let me say it is a great pleasure to have you on Gen Z Deep Dive. I came across your work while reading your article over at the HR Director. Uh, you are the CEO of Girls with Impact. And instead of me telling our audience about the amazing work you and your organization does, please share about your background and how Girls with Impact is changing the lives of young women in the American experience of work and career. Well, thanks, Aaron. You know, I, I spent my earlier career in Silicon Valley, so I saw the power of technology, right, in creating really a level playing field. And now today we're seeing technology being used to give um, young people a leg up and access to um, what's really a college level business and innovation mm. education. So I run Girls with Impact. It is a business and innovation academy wow. delivered live online. And in fact, while we are talking in about an hour, some of our girls will come to their computers very much like this with mm. their uh, coach and they will um, participate in their class and they move from ideation to a real business plan Whoa. in 10 weeks or so. And then they pitch that venture. So really pretty exciting. And, you know, part of the reason for this is, um, you know, everybody wants to invest in education and innovation so that America mm -hmm. is competitive, but we also see just about 5% of um, fortune 500 CEOs who are women and 30% of entrepreneurs who are women. So it's really giving those women the tools to, to lead from the top. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. And just, just to clarify, so is this, uh, a little bit like first mile training programming. I don't know if you're familiar with, with the term first mile, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of unpack a little bit of what that uh, training and learning looks like. Yep. So the, this is for high school girls, 14 mm -hmm. to 18. And this is, you know, what I think a very powerful after school program. Um, partly complementary to the school. So girls might mm -hmm. leverage their strengths or skills in anything from math, music, or medicine. They're mm -hmm. gonna come up with a, um, a social impact project or a business or a nonprofit and start to build that out over the next uh, 10 weeks. And then they come together uh, live in person and they make a real venture pitch as if they're pitch pitching to investors, but in this wow. case, it's their parents. And that business plan gives them a huge leg up if they're in a college interview or an internship interview. Uh, some of our girls are actually getting college scholarships as much as $200,000 a full ride. So um, really exciting stuff. That is fantastic. So, so the work that you're doing with Girls with Impact and the organization itself recently collaborated with the S&P Global Foundation. And the findings showed about two out of every three Gen Z say that they want to, quote unquote, make a difference to a cause they care about, uh, end quote, and three out of five want to personally create something innovative, end quote. So we're seeing a shift in work attitudes. And what I mean by this is this work shows that Gen Z wants to make a difference and they will do so by working for someone else. Can you frame out for the audience what it looks like for Gen Z to want to make a difference? Like, do they want to work for nonprofits and NGOs? Do they look to capitalism to solve problems, kind of like Elon Musk does with Tesla? Uh, where are we at with Gen Z? 
Well, great question. First off, they're hugely, hugely focused on wanting to personally drive world change and innovation. Okay. And what we see comes through in the ventures our young women develop is about 78% of them, even if they're a for-profit, they have some social impact. So that could okay. be um, maybe they're selling a product, but then they're going to use that money to fund a girls' education wow. or Alzheimer's or depression. Okay. Um, so, the, and they want they want it very tangible. So in the workplace, what this means is that employers must absolutely bring a sense of purpose and mission mm. into the company to the everyday work that they're doing. They would rather make money and donate it to a charity than they would to actually work for a charity. Okay. Um, uh, we find also that activism is pretty low on the spectrum. Again, they're looking ideally to, to, to build something. And, and the other things that, that I think that uh, implies is that in an ideal world, world, they'd rather be their own entrepreneur, their own boss. We saw that come out mm -hmm. heavily. But at the same time, Gen Z is also looking for a steady paycheck. And, yes. and partly that's, I think, you know, the economic environment that we saw kind of over the last five years or so. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, right. So if they're going into the workplace, I think what that means is, yeah, they want some steadiness there. But ideally, they want to... Um, be part of a purposeful organization. And there are different ways that employers could make this happen. They could um, you know, leverage their talent and skills to um, upskill uh, older workers, like maybe in digital acumen. Uh, they could harness them in driving new kind of innovations or using this um, Gen Z to maybe test and give feedback to some new ideas that the company is thinking about. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Those are, those are great insights into where Gen Z are. Um, so shifting gears just a little bit, when I wrote my dissertation on Gen Z, I yeah. focused on the issue of mental health and possible solutions for onboarding and career development in the workplace. Uh, the report your organization collabor collaborated on found that Gen Z's top worries were, quote, being successful and getting a job, end quote. Uh, and this was right behind gainful employment or right behind gainful employment was uh, the issue of mental health. Mm -hmm. Can you unpack for us what we are seeing with the mental health state of Gen Z, primarily uh, with young women, girls and trans and maybe even transgender youth uh, that you're coming across? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you now hear about mental health in a way that we didn't even just five years ago, I right? Agree. Certainly yeah. 10 years ago. So I think that having celebrities and a um, uh, lot of media attention on it has sort of said to everybody, it's okay to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the reason we're seeing this come through in the report. So mm -hmm. yeah, Gen Z or uh, mental health came out third as their top concern. And we also saw that it's particularly pronounced among women and um, non-conforming genders, so that would be mm -hmm. gay or trans or other types okay. of genders, who really said that mental health is an issue. In the workplace, it means that companies can't ignore this. So, for example, right. we spoke to um, an HR leader at Johnson & Johnson, and they now have a digital app for mental health, not only for the employee, but for the employee's families. Because certainly, if mm -hmm. I'm a, an employee and my kids or my family are facing stress or depression, which is hugely rampant these days, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, that parent is going to bring that stress into the workplace. So to have a tool is really important. 
Um, the, you know, interestingly, in our own ventures that these young women create, we definitely see those issues come through. We have young women who are creating ventures to solve stress, depression, or raise money wow. and put that toward um, mental health issues. Yeah. Um, a young woman who developed a an app around Alzheimer's because her, I think, grandparent was facing Alzheimer's. Mm. So these are very real issues. And this generation is saying, we want to solve them. And by the way, partly because they don't feel like the last generation has addressed some very big issues, right? Even the environment, very big issue, particularly for the non-conforming genders. Yeah, I, I just spoke at a workshop today and and was saying Gen Z will turn to millennials and say, why didn't you do what you said you were going to do like in the workplace in our yeah. social structures, things like that. We're a few years away from that, but eventually that will happen um, with Gen Z. That's know, they feel like they, Go ahead. Yeah, they, they feel like they were left holding the bag. Yeah. Uh, there was a recent New York times article um, that really sort of, said the exact same thing. And um, they're kind of uh, wanting to shine it back in the older generation's face. They're, they're upset and, you know, partly rightly so. There's some very big, yeah. big issues um, that they're going to have to tackle. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a lot of previous generations have done a great job of kicking the can down the road. Um, we've seen that with Republicanism in the eighties and immigration, and we're just good at just kicking that can. And now we've kind of come to a head with a lot of these issues. And yeah. Gen Z is like you said, what, what happened? Where, where were you guys? So right. Right. that's very insightful. Um, and by the way, I just want to mention that if anybody wants to download the report, if they go to girlswithimpact.com slash Gen Z, they can access that. So girlswithimpact.com slash Gen Z. That's awesome. Thank you for that. You uh, last question, Jennifer. As, as I looked at the report, I was hit heavy uh, with the findings that fewer women expect to be the leader of an organization. They also expect to earn less salary over their lifetime. And women also had a lower expectation to be an entrepreneur compared to men. I asked this question, and it's a little difficult for me to ask it, but apart from systemic changes that need to shift in America, what are some practical insights you would give Gen Z women to help guide them through these expectations? Well, you know, one of our young women said that, um, you know, she said, you know, I guarantee you that teens, Gen Z, uh, Gen Zers like me um, want to create change and we want the tools uh, to do it because we're capable. So mm. number one is they're capable um, but young women also face some pretty big confidence uh, issues that that um, uh, are most pronounced when they're like eight to thirteen years old. And so, wow. number one is we need to tackle that. And it can't be these, you know, fluffy self-esteem programs. You, you know, you, you can't build build your confidence by saying, "Hey, honey, you, you you know, you should be confident. You're smart, and all this." I think okay. it's by experience, and that's what we see with girls with impact. In fact, we wow. see that these young women, because they're you know, it's a hands-on experience where they're taking an idea and starting to build out a business plan um, that their confidence, their view of themselves as a leader goes from 40, I think it's 44% before the program to 81% after the program. Wow. So uh, number one is giving them these resources and this kind of 
tangible education early on, it's transformative. Um, number two is, you know, not going it alone. I, I, and I was guilty of that myself when I was building my first company years ago. I sort of went about it very much on my own and successful people, whether it's Bill Gates or Oprah, they did not go it alone. And so whether, um, you know, you're a woman building a company or you're in a, uh, in a company, you know, not only having a mentor, but um, an advocate or a sponsor can be even more powerful because a sponsor is different in that they're really advocating for you. They're okay. looking out for those uh, new opportunities for you in a company. They're maybe helping you, um, you know, if, if you really should be paid more, uh, making that case or uh, equipping you to do that. So it's more than just, um, they're more active, I think. Um, so okay. those are a couple things that, um, uh, that I would suggest uh, that young people really take advantage of. No, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, and such great practical advice too, and just directing young women into hands-on training and building that confidence. I think that is fantastic. Well, Jennifer, again, thank you so much for being on Gen Z Deep Dive. And where can people go to connect with you online? Um, well, they could certainly find me on LinkedIn, Jen Openshaw, where I'm a LinkedIn influencer, um, but come to Girls With Impact um, and uh, you can learn more about the program. We offer it uh, not only direct to parents and through schools, but we do it to companies because many of them want to help their uh, employees uh, often who are struggling with, you know, college costs. So this, this could be a way for them to really help their daughter stand out. Um, so girlswithimpact.com, more information. And uh, Girls With Impact is also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So we'd love for everybody to connect with us. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Mm -hmm.